Welcome back to the LED Project Podcast. My name is Kyle Krieger, and I'm thrilled to be joined by my partner in crime here, Wilkie Law, this morning. How are you, Will? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty, pretty doggone good. I think we can both say, I think we can both say we're pretty good considering uh we're both on spring break for a week now. Oh man. Doesn't that change your whole perspective? <laughs> you know, one yeah, of the man. little prompts that we were we with uh, our mixer we're getting ready to do, they sent out a prompt and said to answer the prompt and it was like, You know you're a teacher when? And I was thinking about that all week. You know you're a teacher when you're just excited as your students for spring break. Because I guarantee you, there are some parents who are probably like, no, spring break, that means I'm home with my kids every day for a week. As teachers, we're like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. And, pretty uh, stoked right now. Yeah, I'm pretty excited, too, because then the next podcast we record will actually uh, be in the same room. Yeah, we'll be together, man. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. We got, awesome. the, got the kernel, got some good things going on. So uh, looking forward to it. It is a Saturday morning right now, and... On Monday of the uh, spring break holiday, I'm going to make my way to Houston and spend spend a few days down there with those people and enjoy my time. I have been my first time back in quite a, quite a minute, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, all right. So we're going to kick it off with uh, another one of our We Connect, for, we Connect cards from our friends Chad and Will over at WeAnd.me. And this one... Um, very apropos to what we were going to talk about today. Um, what is your greatest struggle right now? Oh. <laughs> hmm. What is my greatest struggle right now? Um, I'm going to say finding balance. Um, right now, there's so much moving so many moving parts. And I know that's the nature of our life anyway, but so many more than normal, you know, with the reconfiguration, getting deeper into the doctoral program, um, still trying to maintain the solid front at home as a father and as a husband, and trying to hold together a team of 12 to 13, you know, 13 teachers and motivate them to, to, to want to keep going and continuing. Um, it's probably, probably it right now for me. That is my biggest, this balance that how can I get my footing so I can attack this the right way? So, yeah, you know, um, I'm not going to quite say balance. Um, I got, I got to say what's, what's on the tip of my tongue and what's been happening to me recently. I, I just found out two days ago that my contract with the school here in Wisconsin is not going to be renewed. And, um, I think the hardest thing I'm, or the thing I'm struggling with right now, and this kind of why we are choosing this podcast topic is to frame it in the right light. And, um, it would be really easy for me to make excuses and, and play the blame game and, and, um, you know, go negative on it, but it really is not going to be productive for me going forward. And it's not going to be productive for the last few months that I have with my kids, you know, if I come in with a negative attitude every day. So that's, that's going to be the struggle, I think, for the last two and a half months of school is to really um, frame that time in the right way and continue to pour in and, and give to the kids, knowing that I won't be back and um, kind of prepping myself to have those conversations with kids. Because um, I think there, that, that could, there could be some kids that take that really hard. So 
that's right, probably that, even your, 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 your football boys, your basketball boys. So yeah, yeah, that's and and not to mention the kids that's in your class. So you've impacted a lot of kids who potentially, you know, are going to look at this kind of yeah, 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 so. side eye. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, but uh, yeah, it, it brings us to a good topic for uh, for the podcast. So we, we're going to step into. We didn't do this one last time. So let's go. What are you reading right now? Ah, uh, what are you reading right now? For me, um, I just began the book "The Seed of the Soul" by Gary Zukoff. Um, I watched this very interesting video, I mean, um, Super Soul Sunday, where um, Oprah was interviewing Gary Zukoff, and he was talking about this book. And so it just really, it sounded so profound. Um, and I was like, you know, this is the perfect time for me to kind of start doing it, read it, come to find out in the 25 edition, he has his prefaces, prefaces by Oprah Winfrey and Maya Angelou. Um, so, so started out really, really great. I'm excited to get into it just in the chapter four right now. So um, looking forward to it. But I did just finish Dale Carnegie's. Um, I think we talked about that the last time. I finally finished that. So my whole existence yeah. right now is focused on the seat of the soul, Gary Zukoff. Yeah, you know, and the, and the, the Dale Carnegie we'll, we'll talk about in the next part um, of the podcast, the main, be- mm-hmm. uh, the main piece. But I I've saw the movie Unbroken. And mm-hmm. um, some kids that I have need uh, accelerated reader points, so I agreed to read Unbroken with them. And and it's such a great story of Louis Louis Zamperini, who was, you know, an All American runner and, a, and an Olympian who you know goes into World War II and gets shot down. And it's his story of how he survives. And um, the book goes into so much more detail about who he was and 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 the story. So it's been such an interesting um book to really dive into and um i I shouldn't say that i'm actually reading it i'm listening to it but you for for, you know me that if i say i'm reading something i'm more than likely listening to it so um and the narrator of the book is really good so it's it's been good and it's it's fun to be able to read with kids and kind of have the conversations with them as as we're going along so unbroken um has been really really good so all right so what what are we calling this podcast what is the title going to be i think you came up with it <laughs> well i just you know me i like to just kind of make fun with words and as i said in change change or conjunction in change change or conjunction now um we're going to talk really specifically about changing to one conjunction and that conjunction is and and we got this idea from a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk, who uh, is an entrepreneur and businessman and thought leader, and he's huge on social media. So we want to play the, the, the short Instagram clip that kind of gave us the idea for this podcast to make sure that everybody understands. So um, listener discretion, there, there are a few cuss words. If you know Gary Vaynerchuk or you follow him as Gary <laughs> V, you know that he, he uses some foul language. So we're going to play it real quick and then he's we're colorful. Gonna, he's, he's colorful. colorful. We're, we'll and then we'll talk, colorful. we'll talk about what it, what it, the, the clip itself means to us. Stop. Like I want to start a show called and I've been thinking about this. I'm going to call it and people are going to call in, tell me their problem. And I'm going to say, and 
<laughs> it's a good show, right? I like, can't wait. tell me anything. I can't wait. My, my, both my parents were crackheads, and yeah, like, uh, I lost my job, and my husband's beating me, and look, these are real shit. I'm not fucking saying these are small things. These are the hardest things in life. Here's my question: Life's about alternatives. What the fuck are you gonna do about it? My brother, my older brother, he, I had eight thousand dollars. I've been working three jobs, and he walked in my room and stole it and left. And. That's it. Just no and, okay. and, okay, and, Listen. and you either dwell on it for the rest of your life and decide the reason you weren't successful in life is because when you were 19, your brother stole $8,000 from you, or you put that chip on your shoulder and you get more motivated than ever and you go harder. Honestly, here's what. All right. So yeah, there's a clip from Gary Vaynerchuk. Hopefully in the recording, it comes through well. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let you lead lead the convo on this this topic of changing that conjunction to and. Well, you know, it was really kind of pertinent to 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 our situation right now and everything that we're going on. I mean, even within LED, we're we're in this state of change with this metamorphosis. Uh, me with the reconfiguration, now you being in the state of change with the contract non renewal. Um, it, it, it's it's kind of like the universe is just saying, look, let me shift your guys' focus in there. And then also, even in my doctoral studies, <clears throat> the course I'm taking right now is in um, organizational development, and it's talking about change and how that change looks and what you sh- how you should be doing it and how leaders have to take the the leader's role within that change. Uh, so. <clears throat> But it, and then I just finished Dale Carnegie. And, you know, we've talked about this before we came on air that, you know, he talks about that in the book that when you're dealing with people and situations, typically, and when they use it in the book, he talks about flattery. How we'll tell someone, like, you know, they'll tell you when you're, when you're getting ready to discipline someone or you're, you know, talking to someone, giving them a critique, you always start with the good. And then right before you're done, you say, but, and you continue to give them a list of things that they should not be doing or should be doing or should pick up doing or whatever. And he said, but if we change that, the the way we frame it to saying, instead of saying, but changing one word, that conjunction, because, but kind of nullifies everything before it, you know, you know, I just stomped my toe, but I know God is able to heal me. That counts that, but in that situation is saying, I, I can move away from that stomping my toe because I know this. But what he's saying in the book is that when you're trying to really influence people and make change take place, replace the but with an and. Because it has a more powerful statement, because now I'm not just trying to sell you fluff in order to put you down or to to, to nail you on something. I'm actually trying to give you something that's going to continue and is a joining word, you know, that word that joins two things together versus but that cancels the other. And so, you know, when I heard the video, I think you shared it with us on IG, and I was just like, wow, and so what? It, you know, we all go through something in our lives. We're always going to be faced with something. So what? What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? And what's next? We just talked about that. And what's next? Tell yeah. me what's next. Yeah, and I, and I think, you know, with my group of at-risk kids who, you know, like those short clips says it, we're not trying to discount any of the problems that people have and we're not trying to to make it seem like the 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 issues we have are not real or not valid but using that word and 
really puts you in a space where you're you're flipping the script on it and talking about what you're going to do next. And that's where I'm at with this job renewal. I can spend my time thinking about all the things I may or may not have done wrong or all of the reasons implicit or explicit why I was, you know, they chose not to bring me back or they're choosing not to bring me back and I can talk about all the things that I've done and I can try to justify myself to whomever it is not going to change anything. Right. It's not it's not going to change anything. If I use that conjunction and saying I'm not going to be renewed and it gives me all kinds of really intriguing options. Mm-hmm. And that's actually true. It puts me in a space where I can both uh, physically relocate if, if a better opportunity comes my direction. It puts me in a space where I could look for a job where I can make more money. It puts me in a space where I could look for a job that may be more aligned with my skill set. And more than anything, it opens my mind up to just having all the possibilities. You know, while you were talking, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but while you were talking, I started thinking um, when you were saying and changes it, I say, you know, and is a launching word. And is a word that launches the possibility, but is a word that lurks at the possibility. Or it limits the possibility. Right, but think about when you're lurking. You're, you're trying to when you when someone's lurking, they're trying not to be seen. They're trying to be incognito. You know, they're trying. They're kind of really trying to stay in the same situation without observing, without being observed in that situation. That's what but does. But Anne says, eh, "No, and I'm 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 gonna get up off my my rump right now, and I'm gonna go get this." It reminds this just me, happened, and now it's time for me to go do this. Yeah, it, it reminds me, and I've thought about this too, because I found out two days ago, today is Saturday, I found out Thursday morning. There was a part of me that didn't want to tell my family right away because I thought it'll be easier on them if I can formulate the next the next plan or or some type of to where they felt like or they could feel like I had, you know, taken steps and I knew what was going to happen. I didn't like you were live. in control. Yeah, I don't. I didn't want to live. You know, looking back at Doctor Brown, you know, Brene Brown's work, I didn't want to live with the guilt and the shame of hiding the fact that I'm losing my job. So, and you, you know, you and I went back and forth on whether or not to to tell my family right away, and there were compelling arguments for both sides because I got from my mom and one of my particular sisters, the exact reaction that I knew I would, they would both be incredibly concerned Mm -hmm. and incredibly worried. And I hate putting them through that kind of worry on the same token though. I can't sit with this knowledge knowing that I haven't told them and I, and I just decided to go for it. And we had this conversation shortly before we came on here as to whether or not what's the right tact to take when talking about it on the podcast or talking about it on social media and, and using that conjunction and to frame the way we approach it is going to be really powerful because I have to say I'm losing my job in two and a half months and 
that that gives me two and a half more months to really impact the kids that I'm around. It gives me two and a half more months that not only that, that I can enjoy their company, that I can have fun, that I can mm -hmm. go out, especially now that I'm not coaching and all I've really got are my classroom responsibilities the rest of the year. I can go to soccer games and I can go to mm -hmm. baseball games. I can go to softball games. I can go to track meets and I, I get to go chaperone prom. So I can put myself in a spot to where I'm still going to invest as much as I can. And not having to plan for next year, not having to think about curriculum and get things set up, I can pour myself into what we're doing and into those relationships with my kids. And it'll probably be the happiest two months of my year that I'll have. And, you know, we talked about it, uh, I think it was yesterday, um, that what you're going through is, 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 is you're going through it, but the real, in, the real intent behind it is that it's happening to you so that you can help someone else who's going to go through it. Um, you know, that's the beautiful thing that we know about our interdependence here on this earth is that, you know, our, our, our existence is to learn from our experiences. And when we share those experiences with other people, then we can allow them to realize that you're not alone. I mean, the scariest thing to go through is when you feel like you got to go through by yourself. Uh, I mean, as a believer, I know that I'm never alone. I know that I always have help in, in, in my Savior that's going to be there for me. But for, for many people, even that knowledge alone is not enough. And they need a support staff that reminds them. You know, my pastor, Dr. Boyd, always used to say we're the... We're the um, visible representation of an invisible God. And I think as teachers, we, we really have to become the epitome of that. Um, you know, we can't talk separation of church and state. I get it. I understand. But I can't hide what, what's inside of me. Uh, but the reality is that when we bring, walk into the classroom and we bring that aura and that sense of this is going on and this is how I'm going to handle it, we're, we're, we're encouraging the kids to know that there's hope in every situation. We're encouraging them that, hey, look, no, don't feel pity for me. I'm still running. You know what I mean? I'm still here with you. I'm still building you. You know, that my situation hasn't gotten the best of me. Because right now, kids kind of a soft skin. And they need to know that that change doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to lose anything. And even if you lose anything in change, I mean, the butterfly, the caterpillar loses its cocoon and becomes a butterfly. Now no longer is confined to the trees and the and the ground. They actually get to fly. You know what I mean? So it's like every bit of change that you lost when you go through the change in a proper way, um, there is something on the other side that comes out better than what you're losing in the process. So, um, yeah. You know, it's that constant evolution. Yeah, and I really like what you said about it about, you know, launching versus lurking. And and you know me and we've been friends five years now that when I get, when I'm at my worst is when I internalize everything. And I try to spend my time figuring out all the answers and all the angles myself. That's when I struggle the most both as a teacher and as a person because I'm trying to do it alone and, and then that's how the shame and the guilt and those things creep up on you and then it, it just becomes that negative spiral and 
I'm not going to say that I didn't ever question whether or not this job was right for me. I'm, I'm a social studies guy teaching science. And, and that really was a challenge for me to get excited about it. So I'm not saying that like this was my end-all, be-all dream job. But mm-hmm. especially over the last couple of months since we had had that conversation, you know, a few conversations about what was next, I had really gotten back to what I do well and, and engaging with kids and being in those relationships that I was really enjoying it. And I felt good, you know, like, hey, I can do better next year. It might not be the perfect situation, but I was still, you know, making a difference and, and doing those things. So that that really is the part that hurts, I think, is knowing that um, I'm not going to be around. But on the same token, the world we live in helps me to know that I'm not going to lose touch with those kids if they want to stay in touch with me. Absolutely. You know, because once, once I'm done, like, hey, you want to add me on Instagram? You go ahead and add me on Instagram. If you want to, you want my phone number, you can have it. Because I'm no longer your teacher. I'm no longer bound, like, by that. I can be your mentor. I can be your mentor. I can now. be your mentor. I can be your friend. Like, you need someone to rap with. You need somebody to talk to. You need advice. Yeah, hit me up. I'll happily mm-hmm. help you. And there are parts of me that really hope I get to stay in this area so I can still be engaged and and go to go to games and go to things and and physically you know have a presence with those kids and, and be able to spend time with them and and right now I don't know I I don't know what the next step or steps look like but I know that the valuable thing about the world we live in is I, I can stay with those kids and I can I can stay mm-hmm. connected and and I can still have an impact and I think looking at the next two and a half months, that's what I really want to do is, is pour into as many of those relationships as I can. So that way, you know, when the time comes that those kids need somebody that, that I can be a person that they turn to and, and get the support and get the help that they need. You know, in in this world that we live in, you know, we make change seem to be such a, it's crazy that in a world that's changing so fast around us, we're seeing evolution, new evolutions of species in our lifetimes. We're, we're seeing, you know, species evolve in their adaptability even within our lifetimes. So, the the change, the rate that things are changing in our world, is it's moving light speeds. But our ability to accept it is almost regressing. We accept it in certain situations, and we we accept it with our technology. We want the, you know, we went from the from the iPhone to the four to the three, I mean, to the three, to the four, to the five, to the six, to the eight, to the 10, you know, we've gone through all these evolutions. We want that. But when it comes to looking at ourselves and what the universe throws out at us, we're not so ready to wait in line 24 hours to get our next version of ourselves. Right. You know what I mean? We fight that change tooth and nail because in some kind of way, we feel that we're not involved in it. You know, when the universe wants to involve us, it sends us signs. It tells us, you know, God speaks to us and tells us things that we want to do and that we should do. But the problem is, most of the time, we're so busy trying to do stuff that we don't listen to what should be done. Mm-hmm. And that change, and, and to think about changing that conjunction, you know, um, one of my favorite Bible verses talks about, it starts with, and we know. 
that all that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. And when I think about that, it's like he's letting us know this is how it's going to proceed from now on. And we know that all things, everything that you've gone through in your life, the molestation, the the, the drug abuse, the alcoholism, the family leaving you, you know, the, the schools not renewing your contract, students not accepting you for who you are, you know, having unruly, disrespectful students, parents not under, all of that stuff is creating a gumbo that's going to be in the best interest of us. And that kind of motivates us to want to go, but we have to be in that constant loop. Before we came on, we were talking about that, the OODA loop, uh, that, that military strategy. I love the OODA loop because it shows that constant evolution of you observe what's going on, you orient yourself to it, you make a decision, and then you act. And then you observe again. <laughs> then you orient again. Then you make another decision, and then you act. And that constant evolution keeps the will moving over and over and over. And there's no time for stagnation. There's no time for the pond scum to, to, to set up on the top of it because it's constantly moving at such a rate that everything about you is evolving. Your speech is evolving. Your mindset is evolving. Your spirit is evolving. Your, your flesh is evolving. Like Everything makes this evolution consistently, consistently in all areas. And that's authentic change. And I, and I think, you know, with, you know, a point on us not wanting to change, it's we're comfortable in what we know and we're built, you know, to confirm our worldview. So we search for information that confirms our worldview. And, you know, it's way easier to, to try to maintain your worldview than it is to accept that change. And, you know, like you said, we're not good with change. There was a part of me that instantaneously after I was at, at that meeting where I found out I wasn't being renewed, that was going to try to jump on and start looking for jobs. And then I had to stop myself because, you know, like, like you said, with you saying if you take time to listen to the universe, it'll usually speak to it. I just had to say to myself, like, I don't need to do this right now. I don't need to go out and find the next step right now 20 minutes after I just found out that I'm not going to have a job next year. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's why this uh, spring break and this trip down to see you guys will be so good for me because it gives me a week to really process and to not find options for my next job, but really just get myself centered to the point where I know what I'm looking for next. And, and I'm in a position where I'm really um, contemplating what the right next step is. Now, I did take some steps to find out a few certain things. I will be paid out my entire contract, and I will have insurance through the end of August. So I, at least I know I've got those two things to where I don't have to search for them. I'm, I'm waiting to hear back as to whether the district is going to allow me to teach in what we call the summer stretch program, which are just some fun classes for middle school kids or whether because my contract's not going to be picked up that I won't be able to do that. And, and I'm also thinking about whether or not that's the right decision for me. That's the, right, uh, the best use of the first three weeks of my summer break. You know, I'm, I'm slated to make 26 bucks an hour. But is my time outside of that worth more than 26 bucks an hour is kind of the decision I'm going to have to go through and I'm going to have to make. You know, and that's mm -hmm. why I feel like it's really good that I'm going to be around you and Ben especially because that's kind of, you two guys are my anchor points to where we, 
understand each other and we have a close enough relationship that we can, you know, you, you see the fallacies in my logic probably as good, if not better than anyone. And, and you're in a position to where you can remind me that, you know, there are certain things that I think about and that I take on that are not in the best interest of myself or, or what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I think I, I appreciate the, the shout out right there. Um, but I think we do that for each other. You know, Bible tells us that iron sharpens iron. You know, I can't try to rub cotton on top of iron and think I'm going to get it sharpened. So I think that that I think the analogy I used the other day was 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 flint and stone between mm-hmm. you and I. That when we get together, there's a spark that always happens, and I think that that I think that comes from rubbing it, to, rubbing things together. And I, you know, I I appreciate having the opportunity to be there. You know, through through the things and through the changes and to be able to offer um, any any whatever support and um, energy that I can flow your way to get you to um, get you to see the what's really going on. I mean, yeah. a lot of times we need that. That's why, right. you know, power of mentoring is having right. someone that's right. looking at the same thing from a different vantage point. So, so let me ask you this. We've talked a lot about ourselves. So what are some other, you know, maybe common scenarios or common situations that that teachers go through to where they could use that change in conjunction? You know, my students have gaps. You know, my students are reading below, so low below um, their grade level. You know, um, you know, we, you know, a lot of teachers, you know, that's one of the biggest complaints is there's so many academic gaps in our students, and when they're looking at it, they get downtrodden, and you just have to stop, and when you reframe it and say, my students have gaps, you could say, but I'm going to do my best, or you could say, my students have gaps, and I'm, gonna, and, I'm, and I'm looking forward to the challenge of raising those gaps. It changes the intentions. It's so different, because I, I can hear a different inflection and tone in your voice when you say but versus mm-hmm. and like there's my a, students my students have a lot of gaps but I'm going to work real hard to get them there I mean you it sounds sincere and it probably is sincere but when I say my students have gaps and I'm doing everything I can to challenge them and challenge myself to get them to a higher level it's a different level of optimism that you're portraying in in your conversation you know, it's almost, it, it, it just, like I say, it, it's a launching. Yeah. And it's I, a launching. and I see how when, when you use, but, and it lurks, you always in the back of your mind have that excuse. Mm-hmm. 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 And I think that's what you mean Good. by it lurks is that when you start out by phrasing it with, but you always have that back door into, into that to where you can say, you know, I knew this from the beginning. I tried my best, but I just couldn't, but I couldn't overcome the gaps my kids have, mm-hmm. but I couldn't overcome the fact that my kids don't have a stable home life. I couldn't over, but I couldn't overcome the fact that there's bad leadership on campus. I think mm-hmm. you, you set yourself up for failure when you use, but. Absolutely. 
You know, I was looking, I remember reading, a, somebody posted the other day and it said something about, I would rather live with the temporary pain of the work versus the permanent pain of the regret. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and so when you think about it, it's like, what? choose your poison. <laughs> choose your poison. You know, you're saying the same thing, but choose your, how, how do you want to frame it? You know, that's one thing I, I really love this class. We just started, but the readings um, that we that we're reading right now um, from Fulan about organizational change is taking that for education, taking a business model of change and bringing it into education uh, and bringing education into this evolution because ed- education has gotten stagnant. And because they've, you know, we, we think that the greatest innovations in education right now are technologically based. And great, there are some things that are allowing you to teach, you know, remotely. You can be at home and Skype in in a situation just like we're doing right now and, you know, talk to your class and teach a lesson right here, right from the comforts of your mm-hmm. own home um, in certain cases. So there's so much that you can do with technology, but the greatest advances. And I, I kind of coined this and I'm putting this in my dissertations and, but it's kind of the, the evolution of a new human species, the collective human. Um, the collective human is the one who understands the, the uh, multi-sensory level of their existence and how that works. And that's the next evolution. Not so much. I mean, I love Elon Musk and I was just watching, you know, he's creating the tunnels, trying to create the tunnels underground to have the car systems. You know, it's some real iRobot stuff going on right now, you know, uh, and I love it. Um, but I think we can't move so fast in technology that we don't move um, the same way in our own personal existences. Right. In our collective right. existence. So um, I don't even know how I got on that tangent, but um, <laughs> but yeah, so... Um, that's just kind of what we do, par for the course. Yeah, and I and I hear you there, and you know we've we've talked about it a lot, and and I just really I'm excited to use the word and with my kids when I come back, and mm-hmm. just see how it changes their mentality. It it's right. and it's and it's something that I I know that I will still struggle with, and I'm going to have to put work in to make sure that I'm using the right conjunction and that I'm. And I'm modeling. It's it's another thing I have to model. Right. And even with learning, we have to remember that with learning, the biggest part of learning is the linguistic side of it. It's how you can um, verbally describe those descriptors that you place on learning. So even in, you know, as we're talking kind of like this character, personal development that we're trying to, imp- imp- you know, implement with students, and it's kind of self-examination that they should be going through consistently. Um, it's good for them to be able to, to see and hear the language being fleshed out. You know, a lot of times what they see, they believe reality TV is reality. So they believe that they have, they're angry because their life doesn't look like that reality. So they try to script it to look like the reality that's not really reality. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, and it's just this kind of craziness. Like, just just script you. Mm-hmm. You know, what would happen if someone followed you around, just being yourself, and you didn't know it, and they had a camera? That's your reality. How do you make that better? Mm-hmm. You know, how do you change that and evolve that to make that a better situation versus trying to be like someone else or to look like someone else or to yeah. gain followers like someone else? No, base it off of who you are 
and and what you, and what what what's unique to you. I shared with one. We had an uh, activity at work in a training where it was called "You Matter," mm-hmm. and so we had a we were given a postcard, and we had to write a note to someone in the group, telling them why they matter. And I wrote to um, she's actually going to be a guest on our um, on the podcast next week. Um, uh, Tiana Rodriguez, the skills specialist from Rayford Academy. Uh, I mean, Rayford Intermediate. And she said, I told her that, you know, um, just being you is better than everyone else because there's no one else with the unique skill set that you have. Um, mm-hmm. And I think if we all embrace that, then we'll, we're, we're much better, we're in a much better place than what we do if we don't. Your authenticity of who you are. So, um, yeah, and, and I think to wrap it up, the thing that struck me just in our 37-minute conversation we've had here is that you can tell it in the tone of voice when you use and instead of but. Man, it's crazy. It's crazy to me that yeah. just, you know, and we would challenge people who are listening to the podcast to, to try it out yourself. Like, use a phrase and use but and then use the phrase again and use and 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 see the way your brain has to change what it says next i think that's i think that's really important and i it it really excites me again that when we start talking with teachers and and you know maybe the next podcast we do just the two of us we should just do one on the ooda loop and we'll bring the colonel in and you know then have a good time because we haven't brought him in in a while so <laughs> there's a reason for that, Colonel. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, he uh, he he definitely came back and he was he's on board for the uh, two laws in the Scoggin rap battle. So we will we will definitely video that and, and have that for you sometime soon. But uh, as always, we really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Um, if you have questions you or things you want us to talk about or you are interested in being a guest on the podcast or you know somebody who would be a great guest. There's a couple of really good ways you can get a hold of us. Uh, the first is send us an email we uh, to the to the email podcast at the ledproject.com. You can also find us on Facebook as Lighthouse Educator Development, or you can find us on Instagram as at value adds value. Send us a DM, uh, follow us on there, or or however else. Um, but we really appreciate you listening. Law, any uh, last final comments to wrap this episode up? I just want to encourage people to embrace change. Embrace it. Don't fight it. Embrace it. Uh, Let it happen. And and, and continue to strive to to change the conjunction, change the connections. Uh, If if you've gotten bad results, try something different. Switch the words from a but to an and and really begin to launch yourself the way that that you've been intended. We're all meant to and intended to be great. So, so let's, let's, let's go ahead and go get that greatness. All right. Well, again, we appreciate you listening to the podcast. If you would also do us a solid, if you're listening to this on iTunes, um, subscribe, write a review, leave us, a, leave us some comments. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, this has been episode 36 of the LED Project podcast. We are out.